Good morning and welcome to Morning Meditations, a five to ten minute meditation to get you thinking about what God might have for you in this new day. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Cook, so we hope you'll enjoy your meditation for this morning. Hey, this is Pastor Nate, and this is your morning meditation for this morning. So today, we are reading from Matthew chapter 27, verses 38 through 44. Two rebels were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him shaking their heads and saying, You who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. Come down from the cross if you are the Son of God. In the same way, the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders mocked him. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. He's the King of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe in him. He trusts God. Let God rescue him now if he wants him. For he said, I am the Son of God. In the same way, the rebels who were crucified with him also heaped insults on him. So one of the interesting things about this passage is that Matthew's account does not have the account of the thief who told Jesus to remember him when he entered into his kingdom. In Matthew's account, both the two thieves and the people around are mocking Jesus. So what does that say? That says that Matthew obviously um, is trying to tell us something uh, about the people that are crucifying Jesus and maybe all of us. Um, That all of us at some points, um, have mocked Jesus. All of us have wanted Jesus for what Jesus could do for us. All of us have wanted Jesus to prove himself. All of us have wanted uh, Jesus to do some good big sign. And so um, these, these insults that are hurled at him, one of them is, hey, You were going to destroy the temple and build it in three days? Then save yourself. Um, This, we know that Jesus said he was going to die. He was going to be raised to new life. And we know that's the temple he's referring to. But they want to see this miraculous sign of this huge temple that they knew destroyed and rebuilt. Um, Others say he saved others, but he can't save himself. He's the king of Israel. If you come down now, now then we'll believe in you. And then even others say, he trusts God, so let God rescue him. So we see in this cross moment that the people around are wanting Jesus for some reason to do another sign. You think about all the signs that Jesus did. You think about all the ways that Jesus has proven himself to the people throughout his life. 
And when we think about that, why does Jesus need to do another sign? Will they all of a sudden begin to believe? I think for me, what this reminds me is that we often do the same thing to Jesus. We often ask Jesus for signs. We often say things like, well, if you get me out of this jam, you ever heard that prayer? You ever prayed that prayer? Uh, Jesus, if you'll just do this one thing for me, if you'll just heal this one person, Jesus, if you'll just take away this thing that I've been struggling with or help me in this desperate situation, we continually want Jesus to prove himself. And what I would say to us is that Jesus has already proven himself. That Jesus has already done everything he needs to do. That Jesus has shown us his love, has shown us his care, has shown us his forgiveness, has shown us his power. I was thinking about this week, I had this assignment to try to imagine hell. I told my congregation this yesterday, and I literally couldn't imagine a time or a place where nothing good was present, where the grace of God was completely absent. It was so hard for me to even just put that into my mind to begin to think about what would it be like to be completely separated from God, to not have any good thing in my life. And so... I would say to us, God has already given us everything we need. But we often like the crowd around and, the, and those crucified with Jesus here in Matthew's text that we often still need God to prove himself to us for whatever reason. And God understands. God is patient with us. Jesus is patient with these people. He even says, Father, forgive them while he's on the cross. Jesus is patient with them. He, he, he understands, but at the same time, maturing in faith means that eventually we don't need God to keep proving himself to us, that we begin to trust God, that we begin to say, God, you have been here for me in the past. You will be with me in my present, and I trust that you will be with me in my future. And when we start to grasp that, that is called hope, that we trust that God will be with us even when we can't see how. And in this moment, what the people really want from Jesus is just another sign. There's this thing that happens in the life of believers. It's called the dark night of the soul. And in the dark night of the soul, um, it's kind of like God removes his hand or it feels like God is distant. And, and it's, it's been talked about by many saints over the years. St. John of the Cross, I think, is the one who gave it that kind of name. But the idea is that at times God does not show himself to be visible in some ways because we get addicted to God always showing up in the ways that we expect, maybe by our feelings or, or whatever it is. And so... It's kind of been this phenomenon that saints have experienced that they have to walk through this period where they can't really sense that God is there, but they just have to believe it. And that would be the opposite of what's going on here. The people need God to show up and they need God to show a sign. 
And what God eventually wants is for us to trust Him even when we can't see. That is what true faith is. If we can always see, if we're always getting signs, if we're always having these feelings of overwhelming, the overwhelming presence of God, then we begin to trust those things instead of trusting God. So sometimes God will seem to be a little more silent. And it's in those moments that we have to reach out in faith and trust that God is with us even when we can't see that God is with us. Hey, that's just a thought for this morning, and I hope you have a great day. Well, thanks again for joining us for this morning meditation. Hey, do us a favor. Rate us on iTunes or even leave some feedback about our podcast so that other listeners can know how much you enjoy your morning meditations. Hey, have a great day. Thank you.